from working a nine to five to making content on the side. What could go wrong? Come chill for a quick chat with the corporate pros, Chase, Cruz, and Henry, here on the Low Hanging Fruit Podcast. Yo, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of the Low Hanging Fruit Podcast. I am your man, the corporate Chase, here with my boys, Champagne Cruz. Yo. And that corporate lawyer, my man, Henry. Um, we yeah. are post LA trip. Henry was just in LA living the LA, full yeah. LA lifestyle. Hollywood. This man, I mean, Hollywood we call Hollywood. him Hollywood Henners now. I mean, this man literally Hollywood. went from like zero to a hundred in a matter of like hours. I don't think I've ever seen that type of transition happen before. Um, the only thing that Henry didn't leave with was a tan. So I, I guess we got to get you some tanner next time or maybe some tanning oil. I don't know. I'll fake it. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it, baby. But um, <laughs> we have an awesome, awesome guest joining us today. Her name is Ashley Hurd, also known on TikTok as Manager Method. And she is freaking amazing. Uh, Henry, can you tell us a little bit more about Ashley? Yeah, sure. So Ashley Hurd founded the Manager Method um, on Instagram and TikTok after over a decade as a lawyer. And as a HR leader, she uses social media and her company to help employees and managers work better, which we love to hear. We love it. We absolutely love it. So let's get Ashley in here. Let's get this freaking rocking and rolling. Ashley, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing well, but I do have the Braves game on. They're not doing so well right now. So hopefully they, they took up my <laughs> attitude a little bit on the flip side, but doing all right, guys. That's good to hear that. That's good to hear that. Um, definitely feel you on the Braves aspect of it when they won the World Series last year. That was like peak of my sports fandom, um, especially being from Atlanta. As you know, like we've just had bad year after bad year after bad year with the Falcons. The Hawks can never get it together and the Braves finally were able to pull it together last year until we lost Freddie Freeman to end the season. But anyways, we could kind of yeah. don't need to necessarily dive into that. Uh, Cruz, why don't you kick us off and get us get us rolling with some questions today? Man. Of course. Yeah. Thank you, Ashley, for coming on to our pod, first and foremost. But um, we can dive into this. Um, we I think we're all very like intrigued with like your background. Um, I think I reached out to you to like come onto the pod because I saw you just kind of take off on TikTok um, just over the past few months or so. So I was just, we're all very curious about how you got into your content uh, journey. Yeah, so I'm uh, like I'm the elder, I feel like, certainly of this crew and probably most, which people tend to point out. Someone there day was like, you're rocking the grays with me, sister. I'm like, oh, I try to cover those up, but <laughs> thanks, thanks so much for the public comment. Um, so I, I got into TikTok like most people a few years ago. So I have, I have kids, there's eight and 11. And so I would make like mom TikToks, like, private with my kids and like I thought it was really funny or I'd go on wine trips with my girlfriends and like make 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 all these like I I really enjoyed it um but I didn't start my work TikTok until beginning of this year so I'd so for for over a decade I was a general counsel as head of HR I started my own company last year and so beginning of this year I was like oh maybe I'll try to I'll try to do this and so I started it in January February with like four followers, which were like, you know, my daughter's different accounts. They get, I, I've gotten a lot of them, they get banned. Like it's really bad when 11 year old accounts get banned, but um, it was like my daughter, my, my parents, their friends. Um, and I started making videos in part with like a bad boss and I've changed my format. Like I started doing music and I do captions. I don't know if you guys ever have this, but on TikTok, sometimes you'll do like a caption, like you do a caption and like, it'll like every few videos want to like blow up really big. Like it's really large when you upload it. And so people comment and they're like, Hey idiot, learn how to edit. 
And you're like, <laughs> 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 and you're like, I swear, I guess you're fine. I swear, And you know, other people are like, no, no, it's a, it's a TikTok thing. And so I started doing it with music, but I just kind of started doing these like little TikToks, and I had nothing. And still, until I think it was it was July, um, in July, I think I had like ten thousand followers, which was huge, which was I thought was amazing. And then within three weeks, I went up to like a hundred thousand followers. And it was just absolutely crazy. I was on vacation for one of them. So like every morning at breakfast, I'd be like, I don't even like, I don't even know. But it all kind of started with these role plays. So it was many months and many hours of like doing doing videos into like, you know, just basically for myself before anybody really noticed. That's amazing. Yeah, I awesome. I noticed I noticed you like grew so much. Like, I mean, you're over like 100,000, like really quickly. And so I definitely like saw you pop up like, a few times uh, but going back to like that role play like because i think that that's what makes your content so different is this the kind of role playing and the type of videos you make can you uh speak on like your idea and how you kind of came up with that yeah so so i've been a lawyer and i've been in hr and so i have this perspective of for a long time i have conversations with people or i work with all different sorts of leaders or, you know, like people that, you know, Henry, you probably know this, people that are lawyers are like, listen to this shit, like listen to this story. And yeah. you're like, you hear that stuff and you're like, you know, people or you're like, or it's like, like real, like the office is basically real life. Like all that stuff happens all the time. I mean, all you guys can see it in your comments. People are like, yeah, yeah, that really happens. And <laughs> so um, I started doing some of these role plays based on it. And some, some were like funny, but others were really frustrating because despite being a lawyer, I do have a heart. That's why I added the HR aspect of it. And it so for so long, I just saw, like, I have this statistic that I have no actual math for, but I say, like, there's 10% of people that are, like, amazing managers. Like, they do really well. Like, they don't need any training. They just get it. They're good people. 10% of people are horrible. Like, they're Luke's of the world and should never, like, manage a paper bag. And then there's, like, 80% of people that just don't know any better. They've never gotten training. And so they get nervous and don't say anything and jack things up. And so my, a lot of my content is aimed towards that people, like pointing out the stuff that you can do and how to do it and how to do it better. And so I did it with like, you know, all sorts of topics I've, I've seen in real life, conversations I've had in real life and started doing those. Again, it started with like music and it was a lot of fun. But then I also realized if I, when I, my, I started to take off, the way I started to take off was when I actually used my own voice um, instead of having music and everything through captions. And so I don't know in the algorithm if that changed anything. Um, but that's kind of, that's where it came from is like a lot of real conversations that I've had. So you mentioned, um, you're a lawyer represent also lawyer. Um, my question to you would be what made you transition from being a lawyer to HR? I'm assuming you don't still practice. I actually do. I'm still actually a general counsel of a company. Like I can have a three full-time jobs. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, yeah, and so I do it now. I do it. I do it at this company I've worked for for twelve years, basically, um, as outside counsel and in house. And um, I do it now through my firm. Um, and then I do employment law for about uh, seven or eight companies. And then I do like content creation. And so, um, depending on the day, my day is a little wacky. But before <laughs> I went to law school, I did. I worked in corporate corporate sales. I talk about this sometimes. Like, um, I used to cold call CFOs. Um, so. We used to call, call like Fortune 500 chief financial officers, and so it'll have like it'll like you'll get the shit kicked out of you enough. It'll really thicken your skin. Um, <laughs> I, so, but then I, I got promoted. I was good at cold calling, but I got promoted to go into in-person meetings. I was terrible at in-person meetings. I was getting put on a performance plan. But the, when I was promoted to that team, I was promoted on. It was a team that did HR research, and so it was all about like um, 
employee engagement, like how you get, you know, worked most with employees. It was for chief human resources officers. And so I loved it. So when I was going to law school, a lot of these chief human resources officers I met, well, yeah, we're not going to buy from you. Um, but you should be an employment lawyer because you'll never, you'll never miss out on work. You'll never, you know, lack for work. And I love celebrity gossip. And so I think it was my first summer when I was like sitting there working on a deposition and it was like, you know, some sexual harassment thing. And it was like, he sent you what, you know, and you're like, Oh my God. And so I'm like, I don't need to read any magazines anymore. Like I can just read, read the legal documents. Um, but so, so I'd had that background in HR, but, um, I'd worked for firms for about law firms for about four years. And then I went in-house, um, working for companies, but the company, the first company I worked for did not have like a strategic HR department. We had to serve a lot of that purpose as legal. And so that's kind of brought in. And so it was like colleague, like my colleague I kind of t- tutored me a lot. She was like, you know, this, you may have a legal claim, but like, it depends how the person feels. And so then I ended up becoming over time in a different role, um, uh, a, a head of HR as well as general counsel later in the company. Wow. That's, that's awesome. That's such a interesting journey on how you actually like got into that. You know what I mean? Like having to, I mean, there, there's a variety of things that you were able to kind of do to kind of navigate you to get there. But I want to ask you a quick question on that quick growth that you were able to see on TikTok, because as you're saying, it's like slow rolling, slow rolling, slow rolling, you get to 10K and the next thing you know, you do these role plays and the next, it, it just, you up on vacation and you get to 100K and you probably wake up one morning and you're like, oh shit, like, what do I do with this? Right? Like, what was that feeling for you when you finally started getting that like massive growth in your following? And did it kind of like make you think differently about your content or did it make you feel like you wanted to start like testing new things or like you had to like really dive deep into maybe like one specific type of video and and doing that over and over again? Or what was like, what was that feeling as you, as you started getting that, that crazy growth on your, on your TikTok? Yeah, it was definitely, I mean, it's definitely a few things. Like, it's definitely great. I mean, it's like the, I mean, it truly is the dopamine where you're like, oh my God, that's crazy. Like, but then it's really quickly, it's long with it because when you have real followers right along with it is like, you suck or <laughs> you're old. And you want to go, okay. <laughs> I miss my old G crew. That's just like, thanks so much. Um, um, and, and, and so it, there's, there's definitely a lot of that and having to much more quickly like thicken my skin to get to be like, okay, I can't let this get to me. Um, but it is, it is like also that like it's both validate, it's a few things. It's validating. Also, a lot of my content is like a bad boss. That's an idiot and makes people's lives miserable. So there's also the human aspect where you're like, God, that sucks that the American workforce is like this. So it kind of gets you, gets you down on that aspect. Then it's like, then you get messages. People are like, Oh, you helped me to be a better manager. You're like, really? Like, Oh my God, like that's, that's crazy. And so um, it's definitely, a, it's definitely a roller coaster. but seeing that growth also, you know, in your head, you're like, I wonder if people think that this is bots. Then you're like, I wonder if this is bots, if that's how this works. Like you like have no, no idea because it was, it was like a couple videos in a row, like on pump, like pump, pumping, women pumping at work. And so one of those, like, in like I've, I've done it. I've known people that have done it and some people have great experiences. The vast majority, it's awful. You're stressed out. There's all, and it's often, it's like the side comments or the jokes. And, um, and that resonated with like a lot of people, or it's another thing of like my other video that went viral that week was like sick notes, requiring sick notes after three days. And like, people, you have to by law. Well, you don't really. Um, and so oftentimes saying like, okay, but my point is like, would you require that of the CEO? People often require that most on like the lowest rung of the corporate ladder and you treat those people like they're, like they're children. And so like that, I think, I think some of that resonated with people, but um, yeah, yeah. In that quick growth, there's definitely a lot of feelings up and down. And I, I found myself thinking about, like, I finally was having like put down my phone and just like 
go to dinner and I got a couple messages like um, Night Toast. If you guys know at Night Toast Becca, um, she's great. You should check out her content. She does like corporate um, activist investor right now. She's on a big Elon Musk thing, but she'd send me a note um, where she was like, I'm so excited for your growth. I know it can be really stressful. So like, I'm like, you know, put down your phone if you need to, like stuff like that. Like obviously you guys, you guys get it of what the, what it's like, the ebbs and flows, because then all of a sudden quickly there's like, it shuts off and you get like 50, like 50 followers a day. And you're like, well, what did I, what did I do? So <laughs> have you been able to um, like monetize your content? I mean, certainly you don't, you don't need it. And um, you're probably not in it for the money, but like, have you been able to <laughs> monetize it anyway? I have. So I did. Um, so I, I monetize it in two ways. And people ask like, so I'm not, so I, I started as a business account. Like even when I had no followers, I started a business account because it's under manager method and knowing intellectual property, I didn't want to use um, the copyright. Like I've, I deal a lot with, with IP law, even though I'm mainly an employment lawyer. And so I didn't want to have any copyright violations. So, um, so I started as a business account. So I'm not in the creator fund, not that you make money in the creator fund really, but, um, <laughs> Very which, is really, which is amazing. Like what people think that you're like, you know, but um, I have done I have done a few sponsorships recently, and um, and it's interesting because like you know you'll sometimes sometimes get approached like I remember I got one through a LinkedIn message and I was like, oh my god like that's like, it really is crazy feeling like what, why would people want to hear from me and you don't really know what to what to do I've negotiated these as like for like for a company like based based on this so like I'm generally familiar with with these things. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, I've like, I've, I've checked out, like I've checked out and then use, use software. Like I don't want to use something I don't actually enjoy. Um, mm -hmm. right. at least now anyway, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but, <laughs> but, yeah. but then like I did one the other day and someone was like, don't shill for a product. And it was also like, okay, like, sorry, but I'm like, you know, you can have all these choices, what you do, you can delete it, block them. Like, you know, whatever. I was like, well, respond. And I'm like, also, I'm really like, I'm a mom with two kids. Like I like trust me. I am while while I'm, I'm happy. This is my office, and I swear I do leave. People sometimes are like, "Do you ever leave this space?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> this, is this is my cave." Like for for a long time before I did, like in COVID, I was like working across the dining room table with my son who was in kindergarten, and like we we moved houses, so I, I got a, a new uh, an office. But I'm like, I have I have like a life and expenses, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm. While I'm happy to do this, I'm like I only do it with products I enjoy, and so like who's 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 going to turn that opportunity down if it makes sense and you like the product and it's kind of cool. Um, but the other way is I do um, I've made like for my business I make a couple of my own products. Like I created this like I normally don't have this right here, but like well actually I do. But it's like this like new employee guidebook. It's like super simple, but it's like it's so, like awesome. ideas on like for employees when you start of like places to write notes, to put down corporate acronyms, like everything you meet with someone. And so I did a video on it and this was, I probably had like 7,000 followers or something, but like I sold like, I don't know, I think I sold like $2,000 worth of these books overnight um, from this video, how much, but what? How much do they sell for? So the 10, bu yeah. 10 bucks. And so I have like the paper copies, but of course real quick, people are like, thanks boomer. I don't use books. Like, yeah, was, <laughs> don't <laughs> and I'm like, oh, great. so like, but I had the, P like I had the PDF files cause I made it in like Canva and all of those things. And so I like, oh, I was like real quick. So I turned it into like a digital PDF. And so I made another video a couple of days later. That was just on that. It's like introducing to someone, somebody like, Hey boomer, I don't use books. And they'd be like, I have a solution. And so now I sell like I sell them through my through my website. I did that, and then I like made one for for managers. And so I've sold kind of my own product, like my own products through that. And like that's 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 been that's been kind of cool, and that's fun. That's so awesome. Well, quick quick question, sorry Henry, but like when you're working through your brand deals and working through different partnerships that you have, do you feel like you have a 
leg up on maybe other creators or other people within the space because you understand how to read contracts, understand exactly like what the legal lease is. Um, so I feel like Cruz, Henry, and I have had plenty of conversations around whether it's licensing, whether it's exclusivity and just other aspects of contracts. Usage. Do you feel, yeah, yeah, usage, like, do you feel like you had a, a leg up on everybody else in terms of helping negotiate that? And do you think it maybe helped you with getting a couple, maybe some higher rates when it came down to that? Probably, I don't know. I literally don't know about the rates. That's probably the aspect that I'm like most in the dark on, um, which, which is funny. But I, on the legal terms, yes, yes, and no, yes, and no. Like, part is like I also know. Like, I'm in like you know a couple like legal groups on Facebook or things. Like, I'm old. I have a Facebook account. Um, but so, but people will be like, oh, like I have a permission slip from my kid's school. Do you guys redline that? And people are like, yeah, I do. And I'm like, no, that's weird. Like, it doesn't <laughs> like you're like that. You're not like that's weird. Don't like don't do that. But the same thing with like the deals. Like if someone reaches out, like generally I'll be like ex exclusivity. Like I, I don't, like, I don't like know like general exclusivity or like, I'm probably also from like a brand perspective, I'm probably not going to promote two competitors within a week of each other. Like I don't, I don't want to do that either. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, but I also have seen through the years of like generally things with legalities, like things don't really come up. And so there's a lot that you can just accept and, and move on with life and, and be easier. And so I generally upfront will, will say a couple of things of like, oh, here's this, I have this specific deal coming up. Would this be considered a competitor? If so, you know, I just want to be eventual or I'll have a deal come up and I'm like, you know what? I feel like I'm promoted a couple of things and I want to lay low, lay low for a little bit. I'd love to, you know, revisit in, in a month and people tend to understand that. So some of it is also knowing that like, even as a lawyer, like, I could redline it all day long, but I'm, I'm probably, there's probably only very few things I, I care about. Um, like the, and like usage and stuff like that. I, I agree. Like some of that, like that I may needle in a little bit on in an agreement, but I generally am, am try to be pretty, pretty easy to work with because I, I know once the agreement's signed, nobody tends to look at it and things tend to work themselves out. That yeah. was going to be my uh, question, Chase, kind of similar, but just off of the back of that, what I was going to say is, I don't know if you find this, but when I get a contract for like a brand deal or something, I honestly, apart from like usage and like the rates, the actual contractual terms, I don't care about. Like for my clients, yes. my own like actual profession, I will redline till the cows come home to get their position protected. But when it's me as an individual, I'm like, you know what, fuck it. That's a right. business as an individual. The courts will largely fall in my favor um, because I'm the smaller of the two. I don't know. And most of them are governed by US laws anyway. So I'm like, I don't give a shit about that. It doesn't apply right. here. You're going to come, you're going to come to San Diego. Great. Are you fantastic? <laughs> so I was going to ask, are you the same? So because you're a business yeah, and it encompasses all of your like consultancy work and everything else you do, when you review your own contracts for TikTok or whatever else, I'm assuming you take them slightly more seriously in terms of you review them with your legal head on. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely do. And, um, and that's why I also, you know, I appreciate some of like the, the more sophisticated brands that, that reach out, for example, um, or uh, like one company I worked with didn't have an agreement at all. I mean, it was just the, the company directly. And I was like, you know, what? I'm like, fine, like it's, let's do it and send invoice and, and, and it was great. And I'm like, all right, I can, I can live with that in, in this instance. And so I do because I, I do take it really seriously. Again, that's why I, as I think about the copyright or, or yeah. things like that, or, you know, what, what my business is, I, it is really important to me. And so I definitely glance through, but also, um, you know, I remember years ago, someone telling me, they're like, when you're doing an agreement and they're paying you, like, 
again, generally things are always going to work out. So the easier it would work out, they're going to come with more opportunities to pay. And so, um, you know, I know some of the red flags I think of again, like, like the exclusivity or like the things that you may, pro you know, promise, promise in there or like, uh, renewals or things like that. But I, I do, I do try to take it seriously since it is my, my corporate identity. So I had a question. Um, can you, so you touched on like, <clears throat> your company or manager method like can you explain like what exactly that is um for our listeners and like how you actually like help companies yeah so i so i basically help employees managers and companies and all of it is designed to like okay work work better together for a long time i've been advising companies directly but sometimes i'll have employees and, you know i'll give like an employee advice like well this is how i'd approach this situation so i basically do that at scale and i try to make it scalable so um, I have like, people will be like, can I ask you this question? And I'm really careful about that from an individual basis because I can't I certainly normally when individuals come to me, they often want legal advice and I, I don't do that. I can't do that. I'm like, no, you can go find at the labor lawyer and you know, whatever. Um, and, <laughs> or go find your, find a local attorney because you need, it's, if, if something's important to you, you need to have individual advice, but mm -hmm. for career things, like I'll do video, like I have videos, um, on my site for like employees. Um, like if you, if your boss is canceling one-on-ones, like how do you deal with that? And so I make like a mo mo mini module, like, so rather than paying me my hourly rate to come and talk to me and, you know, see my, my space that I'm perpetually in, um, uh, you can see it on video for a lot less money <laughs> and I have like, where I talk through that, or like if you're in conflict with your boss or a coworker and I have like a resource guide that's like talking points because for a long time, that's what I've done that I feel like it's the most benefit for people. It's like, I'm like, this is what to say in this situation. And so I do that so people can buy that for like, you know, very little money. But for organ and then for organizations, I have the same thing with like manager training because manager training is boring, like super boring or it's super expensive. Um, and so I do it like TikTok style. Like I have this like these like manager modules too. Where I st start each one like pretending to be a manager. I hold my phone the right way because once I did not hold my phone the right way. And it was like, people are like, how could you be talking like 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 this upside down? I'm like, well, you're not really talking to someone. Um, but, um, but I'll like do that. And then I give my explanation, but I do it in like short snippets again with like talking points for managers. And so I try to help people learn what to say in ways that you like, you stay awake. So a lot of, a lot of what I do is, is training and things like that. And it's just, um, like scalable stuff, but like, I try to bring a sense of humor and like a real talk to it. That's not, um, that's not boring. That's my, that's kind of the main thing that I do. That's awesome. What are your, what are your thoughts on a uh, quiet quitting? I mean, I should, I should, yeah. I, saw, I saw that thing on the wall street journal that there's people that are charging $15,000 a day to come in. And, um, they're like, I'll solve your quiet quitting problems for 15,000 a day. I'm like, well, I'll do it for free. Like, don't be a <laughs> jerk. Treat someone that's like, that's right? so much. isn't that crazy? Like, I mean, now I've, I've like spoken on, I mean, by far on like quiet quitting gets the most attention because it's, you know, alliteration um basically but uh i mean so much of it like is just like treat people like human being remember what you pay someone for don't treat them like a commodity like like real like remember what their job description looks like talk to your employees and be like if i'm adding something to your plate what can we take away or what can we shift around like things like that are, are super basic but people don't do it they just and so then that aspect like employees are like I'll, like i said in my video like the part i hate about it is the quiet because i i think in workplaces now like like mental health like you know, people feel very alone. And some of it's because you may be doing remote work, but otherwise you feel like you can't speak up. 
because you don't know what someone will say or you've seen your boss be a jerk to somebody else. And, and that I think is one of the most damaging things. So I think when people are stressed out, they need to have, be able to go to their manager and talk to them. So that's what I encourage managers to do. To be empathetic. Yeah. I mean, question on quiet quitting. Do you, I personally don't feel like quiet quitting is anything that's new in the workplace. I feel like it's something that has happened, whether we were in the office or not. Like I was somebody who used to get up and go grab a coffee every like 30 minutes, just because whether I needed one or not, I was like, oh, my coffee's cold. I'm just going to go, you know, walk around and maybe somebody will be out there and I could just chat with them for 10, 15 minutes. And I feel like now that we've, you know, kind of entered this age of TikTok and now like we're all working from home and, you know, hybrid workplaces that quiet quitting just picked up a term and now people are starting to like have something to kind of associate what we were actually doing on the day-to-day basis anyways because i think a lot of us figured out that we don't necessarily need eight hours of work per day but like ashley do you think that this is something that's new to society or due to the corporate world or do you think that this is something that we've just continually been doing but now it's just kind of branded and now it seems like it's a topic of conversation because the wall street journal wants to talk about it and the new york times and all that Right, right. No, t- totally. It's it's not new at all. I mean, it's, I love Office Space. That was, that came on when I was in college. Like, I, I love that movie. Um, And it's, and so between quiet quitting, and quiet firing, like both are like, perfectly in there. I think, I mean, I think with quiet quitting, a lot of it was that, especially in the pandemic, you know, people were very grateful to have a job. They were told by their employer, you should be grateful to have a job. They were told by the media or anyone, you should be grateful to have a job. And so you, you, it, like the power dynamic has already shifted, especially in the US. And so you felt even more like I should be grateful, I should be grateful. And then the tide starts to turn, people are rehiring, people are getting jobs elsewhere. And so people are like, wait, what, what the hell am I doing? Like all my colleagues have left, I'm doing their jobs. Like I'm expected, like I do something, nobody even like responds to me or says thank you. And little things like that can set people off. And I, I do think it was kind of a powder keg. So I think there's more emotion than there'd ever been and I think rightfully, rightfully so. And so I think it is that resetting that people are like, no, 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 I'm going to go back to what I'm doing. And no, your life may not be more convenient, but this is, this is my life. And, you know, we need to, we need to be able to work together. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, you, you mentioned. I can't disagree at all. Good. Sorry, Henry. I, I'm just like in awe because I, I feel like Ashley just said it like in the most perfect way that she possibly yeah. could say it. <laughs> I need to get a transcript. I'll, I'll get transcripts. All right, There's four of us, so it's sixty thousand a day, guy. We're gonna go in. We're gonna we're gonna get this work done in about five minutes. Give everybody their time back. Collect our sixty thousand and go on our merry way. Yeah. See you all in the day again. Sounds good. Yeah. So I was I was gonna ask. You sound like a very busy person with like a family, a company, TikTok, and everything else that you do. What do you like to do just for you to like? prioritize sort of your well-being and just to keep you sane um, amongst all the chaos of like your busy day other than drink coffee because it sounds like you need the coffee to keep you going i do <laughs> yeah. i and do adding on to that how do you like manage everything throughout the day i would say like how do how do you go about your days in, in terms of managing like your content your business obviously your two kids are probably top priority as well as your relationship with your husband so um we'd love to hear more about that um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so I'm, it is, there, there is a lot, a lot going on, um, here and I kind of, I kind of batch it and I think about what's important. So like day in the life, like I start my day, I try to exercise every morning. So I have my, um, my dog here who I like, she's like, oh, COVID, uh, this oh. looks like, um, Rosie, she literally doesn't leave my side. What um, is it? A golden doodle? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, have, I have a, I have a mini golden doodle as well. They're the best. She's in my, how, how big? 
How much? Uh, he's a mini, so like twenty four pounds. That's it. She's like tw- she's like well, she's like twenty. She's like twenty seven. Um, because I haven't exercised enough with her this week. Get um, your weight up, Kobe. Get yeah. Your weight up. <laughs> yeah. Mom mentality. Thank you. I'll, I'll I'll get her down a little bit for the fight. Um, but uh, <laughs> but so I'll like go for I'll go for a run. Like I, I have to do that to start my day because otherwise I won't do it later on. Um, uh, I am a Peloton a Peloton person generally, but now I kind of do outside runs. But so. Like I love, I take my kids to school in the morning. It's like my favorite part of the day, but then I batch my day. And so as I like, I'll have like two hours where I'll like, I'll work on like my main client. And then I'll like, I'll set up calls. Like, so I have people can book calls with me like only between nine and three Tuesday through Thursday. Um, and that's generally companies I work with or, um, you know, potential new clients or people that want to talk about training for organizations just because like I have to, and then I'll batch, I'll like put time in my calendar, like work on this, work on that. Like I'm the one that very much, uses a calendar that like tells myself what to do, even like go walk Rosie. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, and, and I, so now I used to do my videos every day, but film my videos every day. And it was mentally like driving me nuts. And so I was recording them for the week on Sundays. So I have a whole costume. Mm-hmm. Like this is like my office was, is a bedroom. So I have a costume closet. Um, <laughs> and so I have like, I'll just change clothes real quick. And so I now do, and now I try to do it on Fridays because I found on Sundays, I was like, ah. And so I try to do my videos now. Like last week was my first time I did it. Filmed everything on Friday. And so I'm trying to do that to give, because otherwise I feel like I was working like every day. And so mm-hmm. I do think it's um, it's important. I like, um, I'm in Atlanta, so I play tennis. Um, I like to play golf. Um, and I actually do stand-up comedy. Um, oh, started- what? Yes, I started doing that this year. I actually you, you appreciate Chase. I did this this fit this joke I did being from Atlanta. Again, like I shouldn't like nobody else will get this, but um any Italians watching this will um are listening. Uh my I started out where I was like, I'm a working mom over 40. I'm like, but you can tell that I you from coming on stage that I'm done what years old, um, which is like where I live in Atlanta. I'm like, I used to be Highlands years old and then Decatur years old, and now I'm done what years old, but she's like basically I'm out in the burbs and I'm the you mom. keep moving so, more and more. Uh, I keep moving so OTP. Milton is where I'm from here. actually believe it or not okay, that's, that's okay. hilarious <laughs> okay so I um but yeah I started actually started doing that this year this year well I, I when we lived we lived in Australia from 2016 to 2018 we moved there for my husband's job um mm-hmm. that's what that's when I became a general counsel I rejoined a prior company and was a GC for an American company so I, I started working at 4 30 in the morning Tuesday through Saturday this was like wow. US only so like in as much as I feel busy now, I'm like, oh, I hated my alarm clock. Like I am a morning person, but not that kind of morning person. So I drank like insane amounts of coffee. But before we left, I did this like bucket list. Like I got, I just started doing Orange Theory, had just come to Australia. So I got in really good shape. Um, I went off social media for like four months. I didn't have a TikTok then. But one day I signed up for a day long stand up comedy class and I was at the bus stop. And this friend we had who was like, CEO of some company. He's like, oh, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm going in town for this stand-up comedy class. He's like, you're so effing American. And I was like, <laughs> I know. So, um, so I did it. And, I, like, and it was like an American guy in Australia that led it. And he was like, we do this one day class. And so three other people. And he's like, okay, now go do this open mic. And I was like, oh, I, I'm not ready. And so I never did anything. And I kind of regretted it. So beginning of this year, I did this six week stand-up class with this woman, Lace Larrabee, who was on America's, um, America's Got Talent, AGT this summer. Um, she led it. And so we did like performance. Now I've done some stand-up comedy shows since. What do they, te- what do they teach you in this class, in this like stand-up class? It's about like, like timing and like thinking through like doing material and like pausing and like literally how you hold the microphone. 
because it is like a thing. Like if you go to an open mic and you like don't know how to hold a mic- microphone, people are like, mm. how some, hold yeah. It? yeah how is, you? So you like, so, so like, okay, here we go. So like, if here's the mic here, you don't just stand and talk at it like that. Okay. There's the mic stand and you pick the mic up and you put the stand here and then you talk and you don't play, yeah, you don't twirl, you don't twirl the cord in, but you know, some people in our class, you'd like ding a bell, like, don't touch that cord. Um, and so you can have, so it's like some of it's fighting and sync, but it's about going through, going through material. It's so like, I did material about when we lived in Australia. I don't know if they have this in the UK. Do you have tradies, Henry, in the UK? Tradies, what's a tradie? Is that okay, a no. no, so a tradie, this is my thing. A tradie is like a plumber, construction oh, worker. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a tradesman. And so yeah, I did yeah, this, yeah, this yeah, bit yeah. about how one of my girlfriends in Australia was um she got divorced and so she was starting to date and i'm like i did this thing i'm like there's nothing better than getting to be a wing woman when you're married yeah. i've been married for 15 years and so i'm like getting to be a wing woman for my friend but she's she was like a cfo of this company she signed up for date and i was like what's that it's like to date like a plumber and my joke i was like 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 in the us i was used to my trade like my plumbers looking like chris christie but then when the first tradie came to our house, it was like Chris Hemsworth had appeared on my doorstep. So I'm like, oh, I got, I got, I got, I got it. So anyway, that's, that's some of the type of content. So. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. Do you think being on TikTok or having like a social presence has helped you kind of gain more confidence to do things of like stand-up comedy? Because I feel like stand-up comedy is such a, it, it, hearing about it makes me anxious, you know, like, and I feel like some of my friends are always like, you should get into stand-up comedy because you're so funny on TikTok. And I'm like, it's so different though. You know, like, do you feel like your social presence has kind of helped you overcome maybe if you had any anxiety around it to be able to do that? Or was it more just like bucket list, I'm doing this and I'm committing to it and just going to make it happen. It was definitely the last, like when I did it, I was like, oh, this will be fun. And like signed up last year, like even before I started, decided to do a TikTok, I'm like, oh, this will be a good time. And then of course you'd like go the first night and you're like, and then it ended up being fun. But our show, our show was at this like punchline. It was at the punchline, like comedy. It was like 200 people because I'm, because I'm older than the, like many of the other people. And I've been in Atlanta a long time. I had like 50 or 60 pe- people there, different bosses and things like supporting me. And so the person like Lace who led it was like, you'll never have this type of environment again. 200 people that want you to succeed and are like dying at your joke. Because now when you go to open mics, it's, um, it's basically a bunch of guys that look like you guys, like 20 something guys that are like, like telling jokes and she's like they will stare at their phones the whole time if you can get them to look up at you because they're just focused everyone's just focused on their own jokes she's like because they just want to get up and do their material and she's like if you can get them to look up at you um then that's like a success and so um it has helped me though like i think both have helped me like tiktok helps me think in 59 second and less um ways Mm -hmm. with timing but then stand up has helped with that persona but i still don't always think even though like on tiktok i still don't always think of the fact like you're putting yourself out there it's not until like other people will be like, oh my God, my friend recognized, like recognized you. And you're like, oh, really? I'm like, I kind of assume it's just blinders and I can pick when people see me in that. So yeah, I was going to say, have your clients or anybody you've worked with, like, like seen a video? Oh yeah. I mean, I've actually gotten like, like I, like I put every day pretty much, I put one of my videos on LinkedIn and like everyone I, I do work with is mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. And like my, I thought I'm like, I, I am totally like, cause I'm like, if, if this is not for you, then I am not for I'm not for you. Like I'm also real talk. And so like, I, if someone's like, we need to do a separation agreement or something for someone, I'll be like, let's talk about that. Like, why are you letting the person go? Does this make sense? This is how, this is what they're going to say on Glassdoor. And so like, I do a real deep dive into like all the aspects of it. And so, um, I do like, 
I, I do. And then some people are like, oh, I want to like it, but I'm afraid to because my boss will, my boss will see it and think <laughs> it's about them. Um, and I'm like, no, I get that too. But I have had like, like a few weeks ago, a girlfriend called like 1045 at night. Um, and she was like, um, she was like, I, like my, this woman came up to me at this event and she was like, my whole team at work is obsessed with this HR TikToker. And I looked and saw that you're connected to her on Facebook and she lives in Atlanta. You know her. My friend's like, Ashley, she's like, she's like, she's like, she did the worm at my wedding. Like she's not like, no, 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 no. Um, so it is like that kind of stuff is like, absolutely absolutely like, mind-blowing or people are like oh i like your videos online but again like it is that thing where you're like oh i put it in the computer you forget that other people can see you oh so, yeah oh yeah what's next for you sorry what'd you say? uh i was just asking what's next for you and your business where do you see it your tiktok um your law your hr where do you see see that going yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I mean yeah for sure for sure definitely <laughs> Definitely I, not going into the comedy for, for the money for life sustaining. Um, that was my kids still in school. But um, I, I really do like kind of this training aspect and doing like I say more scalable things. And so I have my roadmap of things I'm coming out like I'm coming out with. Um, like I just had done this like manager one on one course that I'm breaking that into many modules for things. And so I like the idea of doing that more scalable. Um, I love Tim Ferriss. Um, you know, the if I could have mm -hmm. the, you know, a lower work rate. I think I mean, a couple of things. When I was, um, I was just out of college. My my mom was uh, a year out. My mom was diagnosed with leukemia. She was in the hospital for a few months, and it was to really that. touch and go. Um, that being said, she not only survived. She went on. She went to law school. She I, she actually went after I did. Um, that is she, awesome. Yeah, so clearly, I'm a terrible communicator because I couldn't tell her like, "Don't go to law school. Don't do it." <laughs> um, but so she, yeah, she went. She she graduated like um, ten years ago. And so, um, but sometimes I think say when those things happen, it kind of shifts your mind. Like, so for a long time, basically the whole time I've worked, even as a lawyer, when you get caught up in billing hours, yeah. I've always had the perspective of like, life matters, life, life matters and life outside of the screen matters. Um, living in Australia shifted that even more. Like there, the mindset is like, be outside, live life, like do these things, build friendships, build relationships, be a good person. And so um that like all, all of that lends me to like want to live more and work 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 less or work differently but i'm i'm in the work a lot mode right now you have any it. thank you for sharing that story did you have any um advice like for someone who like wanted to start their own business or like pursue their own passion like what would be the advice you would give to someone that's great i mean advice i wish i'd had was to think more like whatever you want to do think about what people will actually buy because um, I, I've done, I, I'm on iteration three of my website. Like I built all of these templates to start with of like, like cool, like a direct deposit crypto, crypto form. Like that's neat. So businesses could accept, could pay employees, you know, direct deposit with, with cryptocurrency. Well, that would be a terrible idea right now. Um, probably. <laughs> um, but like things are neat, but like I hadn't done enough thinking about what people would actually buy. And so that, it, and so um, that's, that's one thing. So I think doing, doing that research, doing surveys, um, building, truly building that whole minimum viable product. Like I wanted to, I started manager method three years ago. I started, I ordered myself like a vest and a hat with a logo and was real excited about it. And then did nothing because I was working with a prior employer and with COVID, I was working truly 24 seven with, um, everything going on in HR and legal then. But when I finally started, I would get so nervous, like, creating a product or actually doing the work because it's so much easier to like 
design a logo or buy swag or things, but like put in the work, do it, but like ask people for their thoughts and and continually ask people and give them things. Be like, what do you think on this? And and anything is like, just start, start small. Like my still to this day. So I'm still this day, actually my biggest seller, I think one of them is like when I was writing this book, this new employee guidebook, I was explaining to my daughter who goes to sleepaway camp, like when a new employee starts and why you would want this. And I was like, well, it's kind of like when you go to sleepaway camp, you meet new friends, that this cabin already existed. So you're kind of like, literally, so you're like meeting these people, you're having this dynamic. And so I ended up creating this um, thing that looks just like this, but it's for summer camp and like memories from sleepaway camp. And as you can imagine, like grandmas would buy like 10 of them. So I created that and put that on Amazon and had like, that that did like basically pay for my daughter's sleepaway camp. Um, and so oh, thinking awesome. of like, like, but the point is like, think of things people people will buy. And so shift, like finding that sweet spot in like what you're good at, what the world needs, and then like what people will actually pay pay for. That's that's the aspect that I think that that a lot of people don't always always do. And you get nervous, but like ask people, and people will often give you their opinion. Yeah, feedback. Yep. I love it. I love it. Henry usually ends us off with a really good thought-provoking question henry do you have one today i do yes uh it wouldn't be you uh, always say it like that and then <laughs> you think, about it, you think about it on the you slide was like, I, I think so my question is so ashley you are a lawyer slash employment um hr specialist uh cruise chase and i all work corporate roles uh, so if we all got called into HR's office and reprimanded for one thing, what would it be and why? <laughs> being too, being too efficient, clearly being too efficient, um, because you have time to get your work done, but also make kick-ass com- content online. So, uh, they're about to, to stack you up with about eight, eight other people's jobs. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> That's a really good, well, and that was quick too, Ashley. You, you're you a lawyer. Have to think I'm about sorry. That one. <laughs> I can BS on the fly, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, this was very insightful, a lot of fun. I mean, I've had a blast. Guys, do you have anything else to say before we let Ashley go back to her lovely life back in, in Georgia? Just uh, where can we find, where can they find um, your guidebook and all that good stuff? Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. I'm always welcoming visitors at managermethod.com. Um, and you can see I'll be doing more content on them at, at Manager Method on TikTok and Insta. I'm finally getting better at Insta. I've been terrible. So. <laughs> I see it. Keep it up. Keep it up. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. I love what you guys do. I love your podcast so much and that you guys all did that. Your content's so good. But I, I've listened to every episode. So I love it, guys. Oh, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank, thank you so much. All right. We will talk to you all later. Peace out, everybody. Come back and come see us again next week. See you on the internet. Bye. See you. See you. Thanks, guys. (laughs)